0: Homes from Miami and Texas to flight.
1: Thank you, Zibby. Lovely introduction.
0: (laughs) So, my mom has been telling me, I know you've been friends with both my parents for a long time. My mom has been telling me, my mom has been telling me um, for years that you and Mrs. Kravis, or Patty Kravis, a long time ago had an idea for a screenplay and that you showed it.
1: Absolutely a true story. Hetty and I decided, because I'm a crazy movie nut, I go to the movies at least two or three times a week, and Hetty and I decided that we would write the story of her divorce from... Henry Kravis, a banker that nobody had ever heard of thirty-five years ago. Of course now people have heard of him. So we spent a year writing a screenplay. We bought books about how to write a screenplay, 120 pages, plot point one on page 30, plot point two on page ninety. We spent a year writing this, what we thought was a wonderful warm story about the wife. Submitted it to our dear friend Stanley Jaffe, who had just won an Academy Award for Kramer yes. versus Kramer. Thank you. We went to his office hoping that he would think we had some kernel of an idea that, that would make a really heartwarming story. Instead, he said it was the single worst screenplay he had ever ever read in his 30 years of being in business. And without skipping a beat, I said to him, Stanley, what am I going to do when I grow up? Because I'd already had five careers. And he said you should be a decorator. And I'm like, what? And he said, I love both of your homes. I know you did them by yourselves. And I want to be your first client. So that was October 1st, 1984. And the rest is history. We started just the two of us. And now we have a firm with 18 people. And we work all over the country. And I'm very grateful to him because this is a lot more fun than writing. Wow. (laughs) Much more fun.
0: So I feel like... It's everybody, every woman's dream to start a business with their best girlfriend. What was that like for you?
1: very natural uh, continuation of our friendship. And I feel so lucky that when we started, and let me tell you, we knew nothing. Absolutely nothing. Somebody would ask us a question, and we would say, could you give me a minute? And then we'd walk in the hall, and we'd say, we didn't know you should think about these things ahead of time. Red walls. No, yellow walls. And it was so supportive to have somebody that you love, that you figured something out with. So I feel so lucky we've done this with Hetty. And I would have, honestly, I would have never had the nerve because I would have gone to school for twenty years before I even picked a fabric. But Hetty was was very instinctive and original about it. She just did it.
0: I have this mental image of Hetty in my dad's apartment. I like walked in one afternoon, like long after I feel like it was ready. Mm-hmm. And she was sitting in his in his living room smoking at his dad smoking away, hanging. She looked like it was like a picture of frozen in time. She was like gorgeous. Anyway,
1: frozen uh, in time because also used to have. I always remember Hetty saying every time we installed somebody's apartment, she would lean back and say, I just love our work. Uh. <laughs> That's what the client is supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not the decorator. So.
0: And then so sadly, um, Hetty Kravis passed away from lung cancer. And I know her daughter, Katie, has been raising money for lung cancer and for the Lung Cancer Research Foundation ever since. How did you cope with that, personally and professionally?
1: biggest crises of my life. Hetty was diagnosed on February 2nd, I remember exactly, 21 years ago, and she was dead by April 2nd. Oh, my gosh. So the only good part about it is that she suffered for a very short time rather than suffering for a long time. She'd obviously been sick, we just didn't know. She thought she had a back problem. Anyway, it was terrible. We had, um, by that point in our careers, we were not always working on the same job together, and I'll never forget this. We had... I mean, besides the personal loss, Remember, there was no email at that time, right? So every morning, I would have my morning conversation with Hetty. My husband would be like, would you please get off the phone already? But we would discuss not only what we're doing in work, but also life. And so losing her as a best friend was terrible, terrible. But professionally, I was really out on my own, because I remember the first time I went to this huge house we were doing in Greenwich, it was about 25,000 square feet. And I didn't know where each room was, because it was so big. So I was walking around with the owner and he said, Well now let's go have a library and I was like waiting for him to walk there first because I was not gonna walk in the right direction. So it was a double double problem. But
0: so when you you obviously have recovered and come into your own as one of the preeminent designers really in the world at this point. What do you think is the most important thing in a room? Like if you had to if you went into someone's room and it was hideous, what's like
1: I agree with what you said to me before and that I think paint is absolutely the biggest. And it's really, if you just do it on a mathematical basis, if you add up the square footage of four walls compared to anything else in your house, a carpet, a chair, a piece of, a curtain... The, the walls have the most impact. It's also the most cost-effective way to, to fix a room. Yep. So I'm always for paint. Yeah, paint pain is wonderful. Paint is wonderful.
0: Do you have any decorating pet peeves? Like when you go into someone's house and you see them, they did?
1: A mess. A mess. A mess. I think every house can be a thousand percent improved if somebody just organizes it. And we tell our clients, particularly, and it's very hard when you have young children, we, we often say to our clients, first of all, take everything off of every tabletop. And this is a very Japanese thing. And then you only put back what you think really enhances the environment. Because people tend to get house presents. You get an ashtray from, in the old days, an ashtray plate from somebody. It stays there for the next 20 years you know the whole idea in japan of the of the tokonoma, the art niche where you only put out one artwork and one flower you have to think about what's on every single surface and to me decluttering everything looks better uncluttered so you have to have a closet which sometimes in new york you don't have a closet But if you have a closet it's a great thing to have yeah,
0: yeah i'm like constantly picking up i feel like even if i can get the kids step behind a door even if yeah. it's a cabinet. Just like shove it in. Yeah. Yeah. The drawers can be messy, but if I can't see it, right. then like I can go to sleep on it. I, I, I agree, agree. So I because that's your sense it. of <gasps> at the end. Thank kind you. of cohesion
1: to your home and yeah. order, which is, there's nothing more beautiful. Yeah, I
0: agree. So what do you think? I vote for the lamp as the most overwhelming. I, can like get, sure. give, I give feel you, like lamps are, I'm like, what? How can this lamp be $600? Why is it so expensive?
1: Because it's not $10,000. Okay, so let me just talk about lamps for a minute. Every item in interior design has a good, better, best. It's just like clothing. And sometimes, you know, there's an antique chinese vase that is going to cost $10,000. That's not for everybody. I went to CB2 the other day for a client, and I bought for their kids' rooms lamps with shades for $150. I was like so proud that I did that, (laughs) but it's just just like the way we all shop for clothing. You can buy a blue blazer at H&M, or you can buy it at Laura Piano. Everything has a good, better, best, and I think the important thing is to evaluate. It's cars too. You don't need to have a Mercedes. You have to look at everything. as what are the parameters of the design? Just gave and me. is it important to you? And at what Wait, no, level you're going to jump I'm in? I'm sorry, and that's okay. Other that's fine. Thank you. Thing, because most people do have a budget, you have to put it all together. And I'm a big advocate of doing one or two signature pieces always. And then the rest that's around it looks good just by proximity to the signature items. So that's my philosophy. Right. But not lamps, because CB2. I don't know if you've been there I been a, I've been to the website like a billion times. Well, that's another thing. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm not... I've I, not been to the Okay, store. I like websites for finding out what's available, but I can't... I'm, an old, I'm old school. I have to see it. When you see something, it's either better worse than you expected. For example, we used to, when we get the Sotheby's catalogs, we open them, we dog ear every page, and we say Mrs. X, Mrs. Y, and then we go to the sale and maybe we like three things. Conversely, on the websites, if you're lucky enough to see it, there's more that you're going to like than you think from the site. So I'm advocating going out in the field. Yeah, I have to say, uh, Kyle and I thought that we could
0: start from scratch, like toss right. out entire rooms. It was mortifying and upsetting. Well, and
1: you know what? Place. That's why, thank God, people still need decorators because it's not only the scale, it's also the relationship of one thing to another that takes years to figure out. Yeah. So, nice. that's my thing. And you have a place in L.A. How exciting. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Wow.
0: Yeah. How are you uh, Anyway, um, so you worked on these three books, all with Tracy in. Yes, he's I was I was in a here. Yeah. So
1: step of deciding we need to write a book. The first book was all about how you put a project together because I wasn't trained and I don't know why I figured out subliminally what the first step, second, third, whatever steps were in putting a project together. So we decided to write that and of our three books, that one sold the best and is still alive because people don't understand how logical and sequential what we do is. And I think that book really helped it. And then after that it became a piece of cake to write these books. And we may have one more left oh, us. Yeah. I don't know. Excellent. I don't
0: know. And what about like what's on your wish list for you accomplished so much professionally already uh, is there anything you still wanna
1: I, I have a huge wish. I really want to do a movie. I oh, really want to do a movie. And I you know, keep Kyle was a movie
0: producer. I Know oh, that he's filming this. He's
1: uh. <laughs> we have, as I say, we have to talk. Okay. <laughs> so,
0: uh, I did not know yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> he has a movie that uh, he's working yeah, on that's represented by CAA right now. And that's you. A bunch of reality
1: shows. So oh anyway, my goodness. Episodes, you well, you know, them. I have a son. A son is a director, and a son is also a filmmaker. So you oh, no, need these people. Cover, anyway. No, 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 no. So if you're the producer, you need to hire these people, right? That's true. Networking. Exciting. Here we go. Networking. <laughs> Author's you heard it yeah. here first. <laughs> and you know, I saw your brother. Oh, yeah? So I saw him at the Venice Film Festival. I've seen him at all the film festivals. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I love seeing him. Oh,
0: good. Well, thank you so much okay. for coming Thank you, Sibby. Thank you so much. Thank you.